Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu salama rasulillah. Indeed, Allah, whose power is absolute and whose command is supreme, has created the human soul in the best of forms, carried it through land and sea, provided it with good sustenance and favored it greatly over many of his creations. Among what Allah has created in the soul are feelings, emotions, affections, and sensations that the soul expresses through laughter, crying, worry, grief, anger, sadness, and happiness to the extent that it is affected by these underlying causes, as mentioned in the Qur'an, and that to your Lord is a finality, and that it is He who makes one laugh and weep, and that it is He who causes death and gives life. Among the feelings placed in the soul are sadness and regret, which people experience from time to time due to the stresses and trials that accompany them. However, many people lack the awareness and understanding of these feelings, preventing them from properly comprehending and dealing with them within the limits of the ordained approach. It is out of Allah's wisdom that He decreed that these feelings of sadness and regret only touch people temporarily and not continuously. Otherwise, constantly experiencing only one of these emotions could cause a person to perish. Similarly, if one lived in constant joy without experiencing sadness, it could lead to hardness of the heart or its death. Ibrahim al-Taymi, may Allah have mercy on him, said, One who does not feel sadness should fear being among the people of hell. For the people of paradise say, Praise be to Allah who has removed from us all sorrow. Indeed, our Lord is forgiving and appreciative. Sadness is the opposite of joy and happiness and results from something disliked happening or from losing something beloved. And if it is related to the future, it is called worry. And if sadness becomes so intense that it distracts a person from what is on their mind and prevents them from continuing on the path, then they are said to be in a state of despondency, which is more severe than sadness and prohibited by the Sharia. The reason for the prohibition is that it provides no benefit to the heart. Indeed, it is the most beloved matter to shaitan to sadden a person to cut them off from the path of truth. As Allah Almighty said, private conversation is only from shaitan that he may grieve those who have believed, but he will not harm them at all except by the permission of Allah. And the saying of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When you are three, do not speak privately excluding the third person until you mix with other people, for that would sadden him. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying about the types of dreams, and a dream that causes sadness is from shaitan. O Muslims, the correct Islamic understanding of dealing with sadness is unique and exclusive to the Islamic community. For the understanding of non-Muslims in dealing with sadness is narrow in scope, trivial in aim, and weak in treatment. The Islamic understanding 
surpasses such an approach. Islamically, sadness falls into five categories. The first category is disliked sadness, which occurs due to missing out on something worldly. One should overcome this type of sadness, as Allah Almighty says, No disaster strikes upon the earth or among yourselves, except that it is in a record before we bring it into being. Indeed, that for Allah is easy, so that you do not despair over what has eluded you and do not exult in pride over what he has given you. And Allah does not like everyone self-deluded and boastful. The second category is obligatory sadness, and it is one of the conditions of sincere repentance, manifested by regret for committing a sin. And regret is sadness in the heart due to what the limbs have committed of sins and misdeeds. The third category is recommended sadness, and it is in response to the discontinuation of an act of obedience or to missing out on an act of obedience. Allah Almighty describes the condition of the poor who were not able to join the Prophet ﷺ in the taboo campaign, nor is there blame upon those who, when they came to you that you might take them along, you said, I can find nothing for you to write upon. They turned back, their eyes overflowing with tears out of grief that they could not find something to spend. The fourth category is permissible sadness, and it is in response to a calamity befalling, such as the loss of a child, a friend, spouse, mother, or father. As Allah Almighty says about the grief of Jacob, peace be upon him, over his son Yusuf, peace be upon him. And he said, O my sorrow over Yusuf, and his eyes became white from grief, for he was of that a suppressor. And the Prophet ﷺ grieved over his companions who were killed at the well of Mauna. He turned to Allah to complain about the human injustice and supplicated against the killers for a month, saying, O Allah, inflict your punishment on the tribe of Mudar, and let them suffer from famine years like that at the time of Yusuf. The fifth category of sadness is reprehensible and forbidden sadness, and it is sadness over the negligence of those who turn away from the truth and the ordainments of Allah Almighty. Allah Almighty says, O Messenger, let them not grieve you who hasten into disbelief. And Allah Almighty said, so let, them not, so let not their words grieve you. However, if sadness is due to contemplation, remembrance, and reflecting upon Allah's greatness and His power to punish the deviant and astray, then it is exempted. Know that part of Islam's magnificence and mercy is that it did not leave out anything good without directing the Islamic community to it. This includes ways of handling feelings of sadness. The Islamic approach to dealing with sadness is extremely proficient and comprehensive through seeking refuge from sadness before it occurs, then by rewarding patient upon it after it occurs, and then ways of removing sadness. For the Prophet 
often sought refuge from sadness with these words, O Allah, I seek refuge in you from worry and sadness, incapacity and laziness, cowardice and stinginess, the burden of debt and the overbearings of men. And the Prophet ﷺ said, No fatigue, illness, worry, sadness or harm befalls a Muslim, even a prick from a thorn, except that Allah expiates some of his sins because of that. As far as removing sadness after it occurs, the Sharia has provided two effective remedies. One of them is a material physical remedy, which is a food called talbina. It is a porridge made from barley flour, containing honey or milk or both. As narrated by both Bukhari and Muslim, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, used to command making talbina for the sick or for those grieving over a deceased person. She said that I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, Indeed, talbina soothes the heart of the patient and removes some of the sadness. And his words, soothes the heart, means it calms it. The other is a spiritual remedy as indicated by the Prophet ﷺ who said, No servant has ever said when afflicted with worry and sadness, O Allah, I am your servant, son of your servant, son of your maidservant. My forelock is in your hand, your command over me is forever executed, and your decree over me is just. I ask you by every name belonging to you, which you have named yourself with or revealed in your book or taught to any of your creation or preserved in the knowledge of the unseen with you that you make the Qur'an the spring of my heart, the light of my chest, the banisher of my sadness, and the reliever of my distress, except that Allah will remove his sadness and replace it with joy. They said, O Messenger of Allah, should we not learn these words? He said, Yes, whoever hears them should learn them. Added to this is a psychological treatment in which the grief-stricken person reflects within themselves and recalls the greatness of Allah Almighty, His decree and His destiny, and that what befell Him could not have missed them, and what missed them could not have befallen them, until their soul calms down and that which affects them goes away. This is what is referred to in contemporary psychiatric terminology as cognitive therapy. Allah Almighty said, Those who say, Our Lord is Allah, and then remain steadfast, the angels will descend upon them saying, Do not fear and do not grieve, but receive good tidings of paradise, which you were promised. We were your allies in the worldly life and are so in the hereafter, and you will have therein whatever your soul's desires, and you will have therein whatever you request, as accommodation from a Lord who is forgiving and merciful. O Allah, uplift our hearts, and raise our spirits, and fill our hearts with Iman, tranquility, contentment, and gratitude. Indeed, Allah is all hearing, answering. Hada.
ve salatu ve selamu Resulillah.